What's up, TPE? Up next, we have somebody who I believe needs no introduction. Hailing from the land of the trill, Constable Christopher Bates is someone who loves his community. Chris is a family man married with three children and has a passion for his people. Chris has a scholarship program, toy drive, and other various uh, volunteer opportunities in Port Arthur, Texas. I can't wait for you guys to hear his insight on leadership and, and law enforcement and hopefully something he can share in this episode that will help you pivot into your next. Let's go. Take this mind What's up, Bates? You doing all right today, man? I'm doing pretty good, Alex. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Um, so I don't know if you remember this or not, but we first crossed paths. Uh, I think you were sitting waiting to get your hair cut uh, at Ryan uh, David's, uh, well, Ryan Hardgraves' uh, barbershop. And uh, I think we had a couple of times where we kept having that interaction until where we got to a point in which we started having dialogue beyond the barbershop. Um, and I've always admired what you've done in, in your community. Um, we don't live in the same city. We don't necessarily serve directly the same people, but we're not too far away from each other. And um, I definitely see what you do from a distance uh, within your community, uh, the voice that you have, the respect that you have. Um, and I, I think you are the uh, the perfect individual to, to come on to the TPE, come on to the Pivot Experience and talk about uh, what has been uh, the things that, that exist in your life that drive you and fuel you to do the things that you do. But before we get to all of that, I got a question. Okay. And, and yes, this sir. might yes, sound, sir. and this might sound uh, like common knowledge or most people should know this already, but I'm asking this a little bit selfishly for me. You're a constable, right? That's it. That's now, it. now what's the difference between a constable and a sheriff and what you would call like a just a normal police officer? Can you explain it briefly? What are the differences differences between those positions? Definitely can give you that information. And it's not a it's not a a question of common knowledge, like you were saying. I get this question um asked of me the most every year. And so that's the number one question. What's the difference between the constable and the police or the sheriff? And and so um, the, the, the story that I give and, and the information that I give is that the constable, the sheriff, the uh, police officer that, you know, that works for the city, we are all what we call peace officers. So in the state of Texas, we all had to go to the police academy and we all had to take a state test. And when we passed that test, uh, we became peace officers. And so it depends on where you are hired at that, that will give you your designation and your and your duties and your responsibilities. So um, as a constable, my main responsibility and duties, um, according to the Texas constitution, is to serve the civil process uh, for the county uh, and the courts that are within mainly the just of the peace. So we'll get civil papers of people getting sued for small claims courts. Uh, we have, we work with the att attorney general's office, um, uh, finding um, individuals and serving them child support papers. Uh, we hold auctions and things of that nature to satisfy um, debts. If someone has been sued and they can't um, satisfy and pay that money, then we, we, uh, we levy upon or take um, property and we have auctions that we have to, um, sell the property, and then that money goes to that plaintiff that won that original case. And you know, sometimes we work with CPS where we we uh, we have to take kids from one um, household to another. And um, and the main thing is that we deal with evictions within with dealing with the JP and the eviction court. And so we do all those civil those civil 
duties and responsibilities. But as the constable um, in the state of Texas, we can do any other traffic or criminal investigation, arrest. We can do all of the above. And so um, and the sheriff is the only other the sheriff and the sheriff's deputies are the only other uh, law enforcement agency that can do civil process and criminal um, investigations as well. And so um, when you think about um, the, the municipal police officers um, like Beaumont PD or Port Arthur PD, they don't necessarily do civil process. They answer calls that are directly from the, um, you know, the people within the city and then they go out and investigate. And so they don't do civil. They just do strictly traffic and, and, and criminal investigations. Uh, but the constable and the sheriff do both civil and criminal investigations. And But the constable's main duty is just to do civil. So we're kind of broken up here in Jefferson County within six precincts. And so we just take care of the whole county doing the civil process. And the sheriff, um, they don't really do a lot of civil here in Jefferson County. That may vary from county to county. Um, the sheriff um, takes care of the jail and um, and the and, and patrols the county areas outside of the city limits. And so um, each agency in law enforcement period just has a duty, the responsibilities and jurisdiction that we kind of work within. And so um, we all are peace officers, 100 percent, but we all have different duties that we do to make sure that uh, we're just working together and getting um, taking care of business within our communities. You know what? If I don't ask you any more questions today, that was very enlightening. And it makes it makes a ton of sense. You know, when you think about law enforcement, you, you your mind defaults to the criminal activity, not necessarily the exercising of of actual other laws like other than criminal things. And so like that cleared up a yeah. lot for me in terms of like just the difference. I see the cars and I go, well, can they pull me over? Do they have the authority to pull me over? <laughs> so basically anybody who got lights and, and lettering most likely has the authority to exercise the criminal side of things. Just you guys have you know that, that extended responsibility to be able to help uh, the courts walk through, um, I guess, judgments and, and things of that nature. Right. Absolutely. Man, absolutely. So, absolutely. So what made you what made you so I'm assuming you had the option to either be a police officer or to be a you know, what did you ever serve as just a police officer prior to becoming a constable or how did that work? How did that go? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I first started uh, working in uh, Port Arthur Police Department um, and that's where I'm born and raised here in Port Arthur. And so um, I started there, um, went to the academy and it was kind of by, you know, chance that 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 happened um i was in school at lamar actually going to school to be a elementary school teacher um after i changed my major from music because i was a music major for a while and then from there man things just kind of changed up and um i seen a, a good friend of mine that that was um in law enforcement and he was telling us how good the benefits were and you know you can work security here and make some good money and whatnot so me and my two other friends that were listening to this this speech um, we went and decided to take a uh, the police test, and I'm um, always tell the story just like it is. I said I passed and they failed, and um, um, they still my boys today. But they probably it it, it happened for a reason. I put it like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But, think... Go ahead. But I went I went on and 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 went through the academy, man, and and um um and I and I got out the academy and I started working for put out the police department. And I worked uh, for them for about a year and a half before I went to work for truancy for another police agent, uh, constable's office here in Port Arthur, Precinct 8. 
and I did that for a while until the time the county commissioners and um, um, not all of them, but the majority of them uh, decided that they were going to be doing some budget cuts um, on the deputy constables. And so um, I was the last one in. I mean, with the budget cuts come, I was the first one out. And so I ended up um, leaving um, the constable's office and I was able to go to work for Port Arthur ISD Police Department the first time around that they created it. And um, and then I worked there for, for a couple of years until the school board at that time decided they wanted to move in a different direction from the school district police department. And so I was looking at uh, changing jobs again. My family was young. And um, so that the but the constable was retiring in precinct two. And um, and I just you know I always had the thought and um, ambition to run for for office in this, I was in law enforcement and, and the constable position just came up. And so um, I ran for um, constable in 2011 and going into 2012 and I was victorious, man. And so I took office in 2013. And so it wasn't something I tell people all the time. I didn't grow up wanting to be in law enforcement. That wasn't something I didn't have any family members, anybody in law enforcement. And so it just kind of happened. But when I was um, getting into it, I, I said to myself, this is something I can do. And um, and I've been with it ever since. So it was one of the best decisions that I made in my life. So next year, it sounds like you're going to be celebrating 10 years as a as the constable for uh, Port Arthur, Texas. Right. Well, congratulations. Congratulations to you for that, man. Um, Appreciate your service. I know your job has to be difficult, especially when you add in the complexity of having to fulfill the the law beyond just the criminal thing. Typically, when you're I mean, the criminal things are pretty dangerous, but like you kind of know what that is, you know, for the most part versus, right. you know, this other part, you know, that's, there's different elements to that. And, um, kudos to you, um, for, for protecting the, that community and, and holding up your end of the deal for the law. Now, the question I have is, Thank is, you. is that you've, I've, I've observed you, you have a scholarship program in Port Arthur. You always do a toy drive, uh, in Port Arthur. Um, any, in the majority of leadership, driven things i see your face in either directly in the mix or at least you're in the crowd like what pushes you to want to kind of continue to be at the forefront of your community and lead uh with excellence the way that you do man you know it, it and i and i get that question a lot as well and people say man when are you gonna take a break or when are you you're doing this i see you doing this and you know for me um it's important you know when i when i decided to run for constable again i had always had as aspirations to be some do something political um so that i can have a better influence to help individuals and so now in this capacity um even as constables i say well just a constable where um an elected official has influence and so i just made it my my point and my duty to use whatever influence the lord had allowed me to have to to do what's right by the people and so it's so important for me that a person you know um, got dressed, got in their car, drove to the voting location, and punched my name in so that I could be their constable. So I take that, I take that to heart. And so it's important for me to give back as much as I can, um, because not only myself but every elected official, we're not here just because we we filled out an application and we got selected. We 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 work for it, and people um, like yourself and others go out and vote for. It us and so we have the obligation to make sure that we give back in any capacity that we can and again um my constable duties are what they are but 
I'm a community servant, and so that's what I'm gonna do. And so far as the scholarship and the toy drive, and um, I do a summer camp, man. I'm just um, I'm just driven by knowing that each day and every event that I have, someone is getting help. You know, I can't you know I can't help everybody. You know, but one by one, you know, some people' lives are being changed. A child is, is have a smile on their face. Someone is is giving hope through some of the actions that I do and working with other organizations. So that's my drive to continue moving forward each and every day. I mean, and, and I think that's commendable and that's awesome for you to, to take that on because I think you kind of said it uh, indirectly. This is not a part of the, the gig uh, as being counselable. This yeah. is not a part of it. And, and I guess transparently me knowing you, you're not necessarily doing this as a play to try to perpetuate your um, status as as constable, I think you're doing this out of the kindness of your heart. And I think that for anybody who's listening, this is not necessarily solely applicable to the role of constable. You know, you already have said that, hey, any elected official should already kind of be serving in this capacity beyond what their responsibilities are. But I think if you hold any type of leadership or management position where you have some authority and people are serving you, you have some obligation to serve them. Um, you know, right. j- sometimes beyond just the letter of what it is that you do, man. So, so again, I, you know, appreciate, appreciate you wanting to go above and beyond. And I think you are a great example to not only people who want to be in law enforcement, even though that would be your direct audience in terms of people looking at you as a role model and, and in terms of people wanting to see what they can be, uh, as a, as a, uh, a peace officer. But I think it is a great example to other people who are in other professions that see somebody who's uh, young, like yourself, who's always had the mindset to want to try to give back. So that's, I think that is, uh, uh, um, awesome for you to do now. What do you think? And then this might be a weird question. And so I'm gonna ask it anyway, like, how do you view the work uh, or the seeds that you are planting in the community now, like what type of results do you think that you're that you're hoping to generate? Like with you, you know, I know you said you just wanted, you know, kids to be happy and you wanted just to help. But like like what type of issues do you think you're tackling uh, by investing the time that you're investing um, beyond just the, the, the leather of your responsibilities? Right. So that's that's a real good question. And, and it's so important that we that we sow the seeds and and we and we make sure that they are that they have to, all the things necessary to grow um and so the seeds that i'm sowing now some of them may grow faster than others some of them may take a little bit longer but it's so important for me to continue doing the things that i'm doing because um uh, first off i hope to establish hope for people um to to to, to just know that they 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 have someone looking out for them. They have a person. I get I get calls about everything, not just law enforcement, not just civil process. I get calls about you know trash can and why my trash can get picked up or, you know I mean it's it's a lot of different things that I get picked called about. But it's important, but that they reach out to me because they have a relationship. And all they know that Chris Bates is going to answer the phone and is going to give me the direction that I need. And so um, I'm hoping that. Um, with everything that's being done um, that I have done. And the only way I'm doing it is through support of the community and other organizations. But I'm hoping that, you know, people, we, we change some of our generational uh, of curses, so to speak, you know, and, and people can grow and, and have some things in their lives to look forward to and not just know and not know and know that there's more than just, you know, this area that they can go out. You can always come back on. I never left. I'm, I'm, I'm 
I've been here. I'm a mama's boy. And so, you know, I can't leave mama, you know. And so, but I go travel whatnot. But at the same time, I want people to know that they can take what they've learned here and put out the Beaumont, Jefferson County, and they can go anywhere in the world and they can use their talents. And so um, I just hope to be an, an inspiration and, and just encourage people. And, and I get that a lot. People come up to me and say, hey, man, I remember you talked to me or a kid. I go speak at these schools and they graduate and they be like, man, I remember you came, spoke in my class, man, this is what I'm doing now. And so those are also things that motivate and encourage me because uh, on a daily basis, I get someone telling me how they have uh, made their life better. Um, and so not necessarily just through me, but, you know, just maybe just a couple of words. And so that just, you know, that in the back of my head, I'm like, Chris, you just got to keep on going because I let you know I get tired, man. It's a sacrifice. It's a, it's a family sacrifice as well, man. But um, this is what I signed up to do and I'm going to continue doing it. Man, you know, um, you said two things that really jumped off the page to me uh, in answering that question. Number one, how important it is to develop trust uh, between you and the community. You know, it, it's, it sounds like to me, you know, for people to have the, the trust to say, I know I can pick up the phone and 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 chris uh is a text away or a call away and that he will answer i think that's that that plays a role in in developing deepening trust for not only yourself as the individual chris but also just law enforcement in general you know i I think i think you know a lot of times and and for some for some real reasons you know you know not to go into detail but like you know there's a lot of mistrust between law enforcement um no matter how it's represented and the community and so and so for you to 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 want to make a conscientious effort to to be a to to answer that phone call um it speaks volumes to you not only for your own personal brand as the constable but also just for law enforcement in general and then the other thing you said is just about being open to the opportunity because you never know when you have the opportunity to to plant that seed you know what i mean and so uh when you get the phone call to go speak to the school or you get the phone call to go uh talk to a group of men uh a group of boys young men that might might need some intervention you know not by you not shutting yourself off you you open up the window of opportunity to be able to to impact somebody's life and i think that like for me personally uh you know i work at chick-fil-a and i think one of the biggest uh one of the biggest things that that drives me to stay at that jo- at that job is is how i get a ch- the opportunity to change the trajectory of young people's thinking you know what i mean and so right. you know I- i'm around young folks you know all day and you know and sometimes i ain't gonna lie you said it it's tiring it's a sacrifice it's mm-hmm. uh there's some days you don't want to answer the question or you don't want to be that person to to have the knowledge but you know uh i literally said this uh, to myself on, on my way here it's like heavy is the head that wears the crown you know, and, and when you have that responsibility, when you have that authority, um, you know, that's on you. And it sounds like that you're someone who is, is taking that that responsibility uh, seriously and then you're answering the call. So, you know, again, I can't say it enough. I, I know I said it every, after every time you respond, you know, just thank you for that, man. And, and I, I appreciate you. you know, and I mean that sincerely because, you know, particularly in Port Arthur, there's there's a, you know, we'll just say it like it's a reputation. It's almost like. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't, not saying this is exactly synonymous, but if somebody was to say, oh, well, we're going to the, to the North end of Beaumont, you know, like you're going to have some knee jerk reactions. If you're not from there, people are going to kind of put that area in the box. And, you know, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. people put Port Arthur in the box, you know, um, yep. informally beyond, and I'm going to say this informally beyond UGK, you know, a lot of people don't have a whole lot that they point to Port Arthur for, you know, yeah, there's, there's the refinery work, there's stuff like that. But 
you know, a lot of people don't look at Port Arthur as a, a, a serious uh, contender. And I'm not saying that's me, but it's just, just you know, what people say. And for you to, right, to, right. to you know, in some sense, it's like you put Port Arthur on your back almost. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, I want to I want to show that this is a, a real community. There's real people here. You can be successful no matter where you come from. I think uh, I want to say Fred Vernon's from Port Arthur, too. I think both of you guys kind of put on for for Port Arthur in a big way in terms of just, um, you know, producing beyond what the uh, what the stigma or expectation is so you i think you guys do a great job at that yeah um yes sir now what would you call your leadership style right and so i know um do you have a staff of people that you manage or lead um as constable so what would you yeah right go ahead yeah so my leadership style yeah i do have an office it's uh myself and then i have my chief deputy i have a lieutenant and I have my chief clerk and uh, and my um, and I have another clerk. And so we work well together. And so one of the things that was hard for me when I first came into um, as the council was that I was, you know, when I took office, I was 27. I was the, the youngest elected official in Jefferson County, the second youngest constable in the state of Texas and the first African-American constable to be to be in precinct two. And so but everyone in my staff was older than me. And so. Um, but one thing that, that I thought was going to, you know, hinder me, but it didn't, is that people in my office, they really respect me because I respected them. And then and the way that I lead is that I expect people to take care of business. If you have a task, you have a job, you have a responsibility, then that's what I'm going to hold you to. And so I don't I don't lead. I don't, you know, supervise over people's back or whatnot. I just expect people to do their job. And if people don't do their job, then we have things that we can do to fix that and help, you know, cultivate or see what the problem is, you know, before we get to, you know, termination, anything like that. But I'm about working with people and working um, with, you know, especially people that work for me, but also just in leader, I'm serving other you know, leadership capacities. And so it's important that um, I look at it as a servant leader um, style approach. And so I have to be out there you know, working and doing the work as well. So people can see and people will buy in more when they see you out actually doing the work instead of just sitting in the office or just, you know, just chilling out, not doing anything. And so um, where you see my workers at or anyone that I'm leading, then you'll see me there because um, a true leadership and and, and to me, what true leadership really means is that um, when I look on the side of me, I just don't see myself I see if, even in my peripheral, I will see the individuals that I'm leading right on the side of me. And that means that we're moving together. And so if we're not moving together, then that's not leadership. Now, so I think a lot of people um, look at that the wrong way. But understanding that true leadership is when you are bringing individuals alongside with you and, and you are working towards the common goal. So that's how I look at my uh, leadership skill style. Man. Man, that that's so. So you don't micromanage. You trust that you've hired or you've put the right person in the position. Uh, you make sure that you give them the specifics of what you expect of them, and then you let them do their thing. Unless they unless they unless they don't live up to the expectation, and then there's some interventions or some uh, right. some accountability measures that you put in place. But beyond that, you just for the most part just say, "Hey, you know, I trust you to get the job done," and that's what it is. Right. Exactly right, man. And so sometimes, and sometimes you you do make a you know uh, um, not necessarily necessarily a bad call, 
but sometimes you just have to explain to people or get to them or work with them to show them how it's done before they can, you know, really, you know, be in a situation that's working for them. And so that's another thing that, you know, I try to, you know, put people in the right place. You know, sometimes we put people in a place where they're going to do good in this position. Well, that really may not be their forte, but they'll be better in this position. So you just have to be able to recognize that as well. Okay. No, yeah, I no, definitely no. That 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 that's gonna that helps me and I'm sure it's gonna help somebody else to to hear them say uh you say that, that the level of trust that you have with the people that you work with. Um if you could start all the way over, let's go back to if you were walking down the street and you saw twenty seven year old Chris Bates, newly uh appointed, newly sworn in constable, and you have all the context of, of what you know now. What would you tell yourself? What bit of advice would you tell yourself uh, then uh, about what you know now? Man, that's a that's a, that's a good question, man. And 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 I'm thinking about it. And you know, I, you know, as a Christian man, I, I we 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 have our good days, we have our bad days, we we make mistakes, and we're not perfect. And so, um, you know. I, you know, some people may say it's crazy, but I'm I'm grateful for the things that I've learned along the way. And so um, I necessarily wouldn't change anything, but I would probably most likely um, listen a little bit more. Um, there's so much advice. There's so much, you know, um, strategies and things that you can use to be successful. And so even when I go speak to young people, I said, if I can go back to even when I was in high school, and I know when when these these individuals came in and they come talk to us when we were in school, or I would listen more to what they were saying, so that can help me in my level of success, you know. And so that's one of the things. And maybe I would have, you know, matriculated quicker into what the Lord has me now or what He has for me in the future. And so one of my things is just making sure that I have. Uh, I wish I would continue to listen. And just and just cultivate what's being around me and use the good advice to help uh, me and others be uh, reach our highest point in our lives. You know, so um, like I said, I wouldn't necessarily change anything because um, at some point in time, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to jump that hurdle one way or another. So I'll just take it when it comes to me. But you know, listening and, and understanding and and also being a being an uh, avid reader. You know, I you know I read now. Um, but early on, I didn't read a lot of um, books. I read for just, you know, just for knowledge and, and just for reading and comprehension and things of that nature. But actually sitting there and reading books and seeing, you know, how other, other individuals um, have success stories. And that's what I do now. You know, I, I say, well, I want to do this. I want to. How did this person get here? I go research that person. How did they get to the, where they went? How did they achieve this this level of success? And what are the things that I have to do to get that level of success and su- success? Because I just can't make it up if there's other people doing it. If I want to be a millionaire, there are a lot of millionaires out there. What do I need to do to become a millionaire? You know, so we have to be able to understand that um, we have to research even success. You know, and so we research a lot of stuff, but researching success is also uh, should be a, a, a vital part of our lives as we grow. Yeah, and I think if if we were all honest with it, with ourselves, we probably tell our younger self that we would all listen a little bit more. 
Number one, yeah. just to address that, like I, I know, I probably was like, I thought you thought you knew everything, you know. Uh, you, <laughs> you, I, they elected me, <laughs> you know, like uh, yeah. so you, you know, you 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 walk with that bravado, and which is nothing necessarily wrong with that. But I I, I would say I I definitely agree with that that context of, of listening more and truthfully, uh, I only read when I needed to. It was like okay, emails, yeah. you know, you only you know you only read certain stuff when it's when it's uh, a necessity because you can make up every excuse that you want i got family i got work i got this i got that and it's not those are not excuses those are real priorities and so now you know you you know what it sounds like to me is that you're taking your own personal development seriously in terms of you know you pouring into yourself as you pour into other people you you know you need to reinvest into yourself and 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 kind of uh give yourself that 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 boost as well man so don that, that was real good advice even though you said you wouldn't necessarily do anything but those two <laughs> things that you brought up are real good um for sure yes, and so before we get out of here man i just want to know like what are some initiatives that you're working on right now uh whether that's something that you got in the pipeline that that has real legs and, and feet or something that you're just thinking about man that you wish that you can get off the ground and and, and maybe need some help uh doing so just like what you know what's what you got going on yeah, man. So, of course, I have my, my initiatives that I do, do throughout the year as far as my scholarship and uh, my my junior deputy camp and toy drive. And and I support a whole lot of other individuals and organizations. And so um, one of the things that I'm really trying to uh, work, I work alongside, I'm the vice president of a nonprofit called Linda's Lighthouse. And so we're really trying to make sure that we um, grow within the community and actually um, help tackle some of the um, the issues that we have with homelessness here in the city of Port Arthur. And so um, moving forward, those are some of the things, like I said, not necessarily on the constable side, but just, you know, trying to see how we can help, you know, provide social services to individuals and placement of homes. So, you know, I mean, we, we have a hard freeze coming up this weekend, starting tomorrow evening, actually. And so people are going to be out um unfortunately looking and every time there's a hard freeze there's a death unfortunately and we don't we hope that everyone survives this hard freeze this weekend but and so that's that's one of my my passions uh, and then also working along the passion of the nonprofit is to see that how can we really put um some efforts into um helping individuals that need help um that are homeless so that's one of my main things and so that takes a lot of brain power a lot of individuals working together and so um i'm going to really focus on that this year in these next coming years and see what we can do and solicit the help of anybody within the community when if i was in if i was in port arthur if i was in the surrounding areas or not how do i how would i go about helping you said linda's lighthouse i don't want to mess the name of yeah so how would i go about helping linda's lighthouse yeah, so we we do definitely have um, social media, um, um, Linda's Lighthouse, at, uh, f- Facebook. Uh, we have our Instagram, and then we have our website, lenderslighthouse.org. And so, um, if you go to any one of those um, outlets, you could definitely reach out to us. Um, if you want to volunteer when we have events, we definitely can have just follows on our page, and we get volunteers all the time. Um, if you want to contribute financially, um, there are definitely ways to donate up with on the website. And so, and then we'll be again, like I said, if you follow the page and, and social medias, we'll, we'll have it, have um, things that's going out. And so, but this year we'll be pushing out more of our initiative, um, looking for grants, you know, if anyone knows of grants that will be able to help and support um, communities within to help with homelessness, 
um, let us know. We can definitely apply for those and, and get some things rocking and rolling. So um, any help, any advice, because um, we, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. I know it's, you know, people have helped, you know, within their communities and, 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 and improved it. So we're definitely looking to make sure uh, that we're there. So any help we can get is, is greatly appreciated. I literally just followed uh, Linda's Lighthouse on Facebook, man. And when we get done from here, I'm going to share that. I mean, that cost me nothing to do that and to solicit support. Uh, And I'm going to tag you in that post um, so we can kind of, you know, at minimum, that's what we can do. um, Just create some awareness around around that. And I would love to, um, if, if anything that I can do to try to help, uh, push, uh, what you guys are doing in that regard, um, a little bit further, man. Um, not to say that you, um, y'all aren't doing the job, but you know, the more hands, the more minds, the more sharing, the better. Um, so yeah, man, no, no, definitely appreciate you, uh, you know, putting us on uh, about that. I ain't know nothing about that. Uh, you might've shared something. I I don't recall it, but, uh, I'm, I'm dialed in now and, uh, hopefully maybe we can do something, uh, next year to, to try to help, you know, push that initiative forward, man. Um, and so, uh, man, I've enjoyed this time, uh, uh, constable Bates, i appreciate you coming on the show uh is there anything you want to tell uh the people before you before we before we close man i you know i just want to thank you first off again for allowing me to come and just talk to the people for a little while um i appreciate everything that you're doing um in in your community and and, and um, with your work and and how you just support the community so we definitely thank you and applaud you and so and then also just want to tell people man um uh, we can all do this together, man. But everyone um, just have to find their passionate place uh, within their community. And so if you do something that you're passionate about doing it, you're going to do it and you're going to do it to the best of your ability. And so my passion may not be your passion and vice versa. But if you find something that you're passionate about doing that improve your community, then overall it's going to start moving in the right direction. So I want people to just be passionate about what they're doing and how they want to help their community. And if we can do that, we're going to make it all work together. Wow. Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. Where can it, where can we find you? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Christopher, Christopher Bates on Facebook. What's your Instagram? Facebook. Yeah. Um, Christopher Bates on Facebook. Instagram is, um, constable underscore, um, Chris, 1906. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn and Christopher Bates. And then I have a website through the county and I can be reached there as uh, you go to Jefferson County website and you click constables, you'll see precinct two and um, everything will pull up on there. So I'm very accessible, man, through social media. Um, and so I'm, I'm here and I'm not going nowhere. I'm here to stay. All right, man. Well, I sure appreciate your time. Um, and you just hang tight. Uh, I'm going to you know, close this up. But, man, uh, uh, great words of wisdom um, from a, from somebody who's been doing it for a, 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 almost a decade now, um, serving yep. this community, um, leading uh, from a, a seat of law enforcement, being a great example of what uh, law enforcement can be, what it should be. Um, you know, not only serving in the in the responsibility of the office, but extending um, himself out into the community and, and trying to make a difference, man. So, Chris, we definitely appreciate you uh, and thank you for joining the TPE. Thank you. Take this, my-